0: Hello, good evening. Welcome to another uh, drive-by edition of the Cantina Meckes podcast, the uh, Gold Cup edition. Uh, Mexico post game. We are uh, live from uh, somewhere in Central Texas, and also from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. We're joining yes. us. So my name is my name is John Jugu by the way, but joining us from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena is Coiled Service. Joel Aceves, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, you uh, were a witness to the official beginning of the Tata Martino era, a 7-0 win over uh, Mexico, over Cuba.
1: That is correct, sir. Um, my second Martino era game, he has not disappointed. This is, this is what, his fifth game. And every game they score three or more goals. Which I don't, correct. I do not expect mechs to hold, you know, to keep up that pace, but it's very promising to see that this, you know, in many ways, bit of a B team can perform at a good level.
0: Uh, it is. Uh, uh, it is a team that is not, uh, one would say, uh, fully complete without uh, a, a good number of players who uh, were starters uh, for Mexico in the in, in the last World Cup that are not playing on this team. And despite yep. that, uh, Joel, it took it took all of a minute and 56 seconds for Uriel Antuna, the big tuna, to score his first of three goals. Uh, the first hat trick for Mexico, Joel, if I'm not mistaken, since yes. – Uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez uh, had a hat trick in the Gold Cup uh, against El Salvador, which, as we found out later, was uh, a dirty hat trick because El Salvador was uh, was fixing the match.
1: (laughs) Dirty one. I'll take it. But, yeah, I, I like the big tuna, and he's proving to be just that. I know it was Cuba, but how many times have we seen better players not able to do that? So, again, it's promising to see the players... Doing good. And, and we're talking about, uh, you know, Tuna, who almost didn't even make the squad. A uh, big reason was because of other players calling off or injuries. And uh, there he is. And and something we've said on the show, and I know ad nauseum, and I know s- some of our listeners don't like it because they, they dislike MLS. But he, he plays for the Galaxy. Um, he's on loan. But this is one of the advantages we've talked about, where if this league gives you playing time, you have to take advantage of that. That's that's one of the, you know, main main things that you need as young players to to become better is to get as much playing time as you can. That doesn't matter the league or the team, just that you're consistently playing.
0: Yeah, I mean he is uh pretty much going the the poster child for. What you and I have been talking about for the better part of the last what, yes. two or three years about if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you're a good young player, but for whatever reason you're not getting the uh, the exposure on the field as much as as you would hope, and uh, there's another league yes. that that it's that, I'm not going to say that MLS is on the same level of league I make which it's, it's not, but outside of you know, in, in, in the Americas, at least, I mean, there there are very few that do have the level of yeah. level it has. So yeah, there's no, it, it would be crazy not take advantage. And yeah. the two players who had two players that did take advantage of that, Carlos Salcedo and Auriel Antuna, where we are seeing the benefits of the decisions that they made.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, you know, like um just just to just to push that point because I know a lot of fans are under the assumption of if you go to Europe and then. Maybe you don't play, but you're learning from these other players. Cause, cause like, you know, they might have some world-class players. And a good example is, um, is Gudinho. You know, he was at, he was at the Portuguese club and there was a Italian buffon, I believe. No, wait, not buffon, uh, the Spanish guy. Casillas. Yes, Casillas. So he, you know, and he comes back and he's, he's not really at any other level. But but his his um his now teammate Toño, who was playing at Buap Lobos Buap, but he was getting all the first division games, all the playing, t- and he's he you know he's performing at a better level.
0: He is. I mean, you know, at this, you know, at this point, it's it, it's the minutes are the things that matter. And whether you get the minutes in Liga MX or whether you get them at MLS or if you get them... You know, Correct. I've never understood why, why Mexican teams don't loan players out to, like, the Colombian League or the Chilean well, League. Or,
1: well, or that's, like that's, league. you said that they're, John, loaned. They don't want players on loan because they're... And have you, have you, you have said it as well. it's They're exporter leagues. They want to yeah. sell, and they're not going to sell someone that's on loan from Liga MX. They don't get money from that. I mean, we would have to pay... And by we, I mean Liga MX clubs would have to pay like, all right, we'll pay you to have this guy, you know, to help develop him. But right. it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Pachuca had a team in Chile. They had a team in Argentina. And I know in the past, like Toluca would send players to, to like an Uruguayan club. I forget the name. And it just hasn't worked. Hasn't worked. Those are very difficult leagues, very competitive. And, and they're just pushing out players to sell them. So it's just not going to work. But that—that's where that's why MLS becomes so important, because very few first division leagues are going to take young Mexican players.
0: Right. No, that's that, that. That is a very good point. And MLS would be, you know, they've done. Uh, it, it is a good place, as you pointed out, for, for young players to to try their medal. And, uh, you know, and Uriel Antun, I mean, this isn't a big surprise, you know what? I mean, obviously in the hat trick is nice, but I mean, I mean, he's, he's had a very good, uh, solid year, uh, for LA galaxy. I mean, he's a starter for them. He gets to play next to one of the greatest strike. Yeah. of the 21st century and, and, Slata and actually, uh, teams up and links up very well with Slata. And he has, he has a good relationship with them. And, uh, you know, one thing I liked about tonight, Joel, is, is, is that, yes, Mexico scored seven goals, but they weren't, you know, they weren't trying to be, you know, when, when they get into the Goliad, thing they try to make, like, all these fancy, schmancy back heels and one pass between you. They're trying to make all these pretty goals. None of the goals were particularly pretty. They were just goals, you know. just the, It was just a goal. Yeah. It was a game of just.
1: Yeah, Jimenez did miss the Palomita. Goals.
0: And I'm yeah. okay with that. I mean, they didn't. The, 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 I mean, I, I have to admit, I was. I, I got ten
1: moment. minutes. But yeah, but most of the goals are just goals.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we
1: can do. No, no, ten, do ten, minutes ten minutes to get out of here. Got... The police is kicking me out of the. I'm in lot I oh. of the Rose Bowl, and uh, so I'm gonna turn my car on and I hope it doesn't make a lot of noise. No, my, you, old, no, my old, no, oh my old jalopy. There you go. The, Someone was did breaking you... in. The old jalopy. Um, yeah, you need those, to go outside and crank it? those cantina wages aren't, you know, we need to ask Ron. Um, but yeah, yeah, here comes a, the po po. They were making rounds in the parking lot, getting rid of the borrachos. Um, can you hear me, on? Yeah, I hear you just fine. You're doing okay. just fine. Okay. Hold on. Let me just, you can even start. Oh, okay, trying, go on. Go on with your monologue.
0: Oh, yeah. So no, all I was saying was that it's uh, it was just refreshing to see them not trying to be fancy, you know. They're not trying to make the extra pass or trying to score these outrageous goals. They were just scoring goals. Raul Jimenez his first goal was a was a hard pass into, you know. He didn't shoot. He didn't try to, you know, colocar al All he did was he just passed it past the keeper. You know, Uriel Antuna got a hat trick, three of them on rebotes. I mean, how 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 opportune is that? For your for your your winger, crack, yeah, to, to be crashing the, the, the goal mouth at, at, at the opportune time, where he's able to clean up not once, not twice, but three times to get to get a hat trick. Yeah, and you yeah. know that uh, the
1: one, to his credit, that talks about like knowing, having good positioning, and know like being able to read the game. You know, right. So I think nice. that. that was-
0: it was good to see. Now, it was it, it is Cuba, you know we can't uh, we, we we can't ignore that fact. But when, when's
1: the last time Mexico put seven against Cuba, Yon?
0: No, you're right. When was the last time Mexico put seven up against anybody? Well, it, 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 it's been a while. And you know the, yeah. the Gold Cup under under Osorio and the last one under Chepo. and even the one under under, under, under Miguel Herrera of those last three Gold Cups, Mexico only won one of them, and they did not play well at all in any of them. You know, they they didn't play well in 2013 right after the Confed Cup with the B team, where the only player that that really showed up was Luis Montes. You know, Julio Peña had a chance to do something it didn't happen. Uh, You know, Marco Fabián Raúl Jiménez even was on that team. He played the Confed Cup, and he really didn't quit himself all that well. So, you know, you're right, though. I mean, the, 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 this was the three Gs, Joel, and in, in they're full, at full display. Ganaron, gustaron, y golearon. And uh, I, don't, I don't think any Mexico – you know, regardless of whether they played Cuba or not, I don't see how any Mexico fan tonight could go to bed with uh, yeah, but, you know, yes, Mexico won 7-0, yeah, but they beat Cuba. I don't think there's a yeah, but. I mean, that, that was that, that was a convincing win, and they, and they did it. I mean, they were – it was, it was it was pretty relentless. It was uh, I don't. I don't it, it was Cuba really that bad in person going, or was it Mexico that just totally took over?
1: Well, I, I think it's the difference, you know, in quality. Mexico is just that much better, you know. Sure. Yeah, it's just. I mean, cause look, well, where do the Cubans play. You know, it's, the country is more known for b- baseball. Um, so yeah, we can, uh, physically, they're, they're always been good athletes, you know, uh, but, but I think, I think we, um, you know, like not to get ahead of ourselves because as Mexico fans, we like, we like to always use this result just to show right. the superiority. But I think that even though Mexico is capable of that, it's, it's not the norm. No. Um, so and that's why we lately, see fans yeah. lose, lose it every time the team is struggling because they always think back to like the time they beat them this much. Right. You know, but, but the region is just very inconsistent. That's, that's the main thing with the region. It, it could be very inconsistent. I like Honduras right now. They're trash, but at, at their best, they they'll give anyone a headache. Um.
0: Sure, no, you're you're exactly right. And again, going back to the previous three World Cups, you know, I have to look at the results, but I mean, I don't remember Mexico putting even four goals against against anybody. I mean, they, and they struggled to win knockout match. I mean, it was there. There were some ugly games played in. Uh, in the Gold Cup in that time. And, you know, they haven't won the full nine points of the group stage since 2011. When, uh, you know, when Chepo took the Mexico to the Gold Cup and they won uh, convincingly, uh, you know, they really struggled in the in the quarterfinals and semis. But other than that, they, they had a – you know, Chicharito almost outscored all the teams by himself. You know, it was – it was the, 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 the scoring table was Chicharito and then every – I mean, every other team – I mean, seriously, I mean, he, he, had, he scored more goals than t- 10 of the 12 teams in the tournament, But Chicharito uh, did. So, uh, you know, the, the, this was a really good start. And, again, to me, it's uh, – I, I see it as uh, as Mexico, you know, as as Martino. And even he had said at the end in the press conference, which I'm sure you attended, where he said that, uh, you know – we, we we played well but given you know given the circumstances I'm not so sure we can really look into learning all that much from this game. And you know, maybe uh, that that might be true, but but I think as you said, boy, Mexico winning seven Z just you know, it's it doesn't you know, this isn't Gold Cup nineteen ninety three where where Saguinho scored seven goals, you know, Zelma smart Spartan. Uh so yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a very interesting re- result, and, and to me the most interesting part about it wasn't the the seven zero itself. It was just it was just the methodical way that Mexico was able to get to, to get the goals and clean up after themselves and, and 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 take those opportunities, which as we've seen many 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 times in the past, it doesn't always work out that way. And they're, they they struggle a lot in these
1: games. Yeah. I think- It also is good seeing the players. They they look motivated.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, You know, it is it it is a huge opportunity for (laughs) players. Yeah. Go ahead, caller. You are still on.
1: I haven't heard you.
0: Oh um, no! I said I said I said, caller. You are still on.
1: Ah oh, yes. Sorry, I'm just I'm stuck in the mountains here. <laughs> I mean, the uh, parts unknown. Um, I don't know if it's affecting my, um, but yeah, we're talking,
0: Well, I'm sure what you said there was uh, was very poetic and, uh, and and pragmatic and practical. Fortunately, I didn't get to hear any of it because, uh, as you said, you were kind of going, I think we're both driving through some uh, sketchy, sketchy signal parts, but that's okay. That's okay. Boy, well, the next game against Canada, easily their biggest test. Uh, were you able to watch any of the Canada match while you were in Pasadena?
1: Uh, no, sir, I did not. I did not, be, so, no, I got there, I, I got there as they were, they were already up for zero. At that point, I was like, all right, I'm just going to set up here. And cause I was doing play by play for the Twitter account. Right. And I uh, said, so let me go see if there's anything left in the, in the food section of the press box and, uh, just meet up with some of the, Fellow podcasters and 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 writers and whatnot.
0: Okay, so uh, did you find any food points?
1: Food? No, they they ran out, man. They they served it early,
0: so they had nothing. Not not even a cup of coffee.
1: No, I got snacks though. So I got I did coffee and churros, so that, that was good. That was a win. For me, they were pretty good churros too, and oh. the ones with stuffing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, what, no, what were they
0: stuffed with? What, what, what were they stuffed with? Like cream know. or chocolate?
1: No, uh, I don't know if they had. Chocolate. Just like vanilla type.
0: Right. So a, a vanilla flavored creamy substance. <laughs> now, now Joanne yeah. you, did, you, you did not uh, you did Chase not me, give a, goodness. you did not give one of those churros a de descremada you didn't give one of those churros a de descremada
1: <laughs> <Kind of did. laughs> with every bite you know, I gotta I gotta admit I gotta admit
0: <laughs> you, you you relished you relished you relished the opportunity to give that churro a de descremada I understand I understand Okay, so they play they play uh, Canada next, and that is going to be uh, in Denver on I believe Wednesday, and uh, unfortunately we're not going to have any Cantina presence this game. I was hoping to go, but with my my work schedule, having a game on Thursday, it just uh, was not going to be practical for me to make the trip. But I will be in Charlotte. On Sunday for Mexico's third match against Martinique, who lost as you pointed out four zero to Canada.
1: Yeah, that's well. Then that's going to be the big game for Mexico. Um, Mexico versus Canada, and that's that's the one that I mean the one opponent that could that could probably show show some more restraint, some more fight. Um, but We shall see. Um, I think I think ultimately it's going to come down to the U.S. You know of all the teams even though even though um, they've they've looked bad in their friendlies I don't think the U.S. is that bad. they not. Uh, I think the coach just did what coaches do a lot of times is they take a risk in in trying out formations or players or whatnot, not and um it, it you know uh, we've seen it with Mexico where a coach is not looking good and, and the media is just tearing them a new one uh,
0: well, well here's the difference is that in Mexico that happens and every newspaper and every television show both regional, national all the radio shows the bloggers, the twitters uh Instagram influencers are just that deep point out just giving the coach the what for, you know, at seven days a week and twice on Sunday for twenty four seven. And the US US soccer plays badly and all that happens all that happens is that people just forget yeah. about it.
1: No that is true. Well what did well what with this ugh my my mi lengua se traba um, one thing that did happen cuz we have the women's world cup going on and so a lot of media i think was a cheap shot and they were using the you know they were using the us uh, men's team results to try to like talk about paying the women team more money and so that's why it got more they were put more on the hot seat Saying that, look, the women scored 13 goals against Thailand. Uh, you know, they failed to mention those are like semi-pro players at best, you know, if, uh, uh, working other jobs. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not fair comparison. Um, but yeah, that, that has put them under the radar, but, but I expect them to put more fight. I mean, this U.S. team did beat Mexico already. It was a friendly, but it just goes to show they're not that bad. And they, they could still surprise you. Well, I mean, they
0: only, uh, I mean, they don't have, they have Jamaica on that side of the bracket because Costa Rica's on the Mexico side. So they're really not going to face any really threatening competition until maybe the semifinals of the final. I mean, then that's just the reality. And even then, I mean, it's going to be Honduras or it's going to be Costa Rica is going to be the team that or maybe or is going to be Panama again because Panama um, for whatever reason
1: always had good gold cups yeah in Honduras man you got to wonder where their psyche is at you know that confidence must be through the through the gutters
0: yeah they have had a rough uh, a rough go there, right before uh, the gold cup playing uh, Brazil is tuning up for a uh, Copa America in Brazil and uh yeah, so the US did get uh, roughed up pretty good. We'll see how that uh, how that plays out. So Mexico plays uh Canada Wednesday, they play Martinique on Sunday. And then they'll have a quarter final, semifinal and and I'll likely hold and then we'll see and uh, I'm gonna leave it at semifinal because uh you know if they play Costa Rica in the semifinal, I mean Costa Rica could very well win that match. There's now uh, I know that uh our, Friend of the show and a photographer up in the uh, in the Bay Area. Jaime Landero says Mexico and he even posted. He says Mexico's gonna win the tournament. Caminando, and that may be true, but I do think that uh, you know, as we pointed out, it's 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 good to see Mexico play well, but the fact that they played well against uh, that as limited as Cuba it really doesn't say all that much. But I think there's one thing we can take away is in Mexico play you know, they didn't get frustrated and they did what they had to do and they, 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 and they did it. And they got they got what they needed and they, uh, you know, in a game like that, an early goal is like the greatest thing you could possibly do. Because the longer you don't score, the longer the team you're playing thinks that they're going to get away with it.
1: Yeah. And it's also um, the worst thing for like a team, a team like Cuba. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, to get Ryan scored learned. early on by a by the stronger team, I bet the coach's notes just went through the shredder at that point. Yeah, exactly. As, um, yeah, there, <laughs> yes, you're you exactly right. Yeah, usually if you could hold on fifteen minutes, if you could do that fifth, the first fifteen minutes, if you could keep the other team, you know. From scoring, usually um, you could start, you know, it, 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 you could start controlling the the match, at least the timing of it and whatnot.
0: Right. So you are uh, you are exactly right. So uh, things didn't work out so well for the Cubans or the or the Martinicans today. Things didn't work out for Argentina earlier today, Joel. they lost 2-0. To, I know. Uh, to-
1: Colombia. It's like you Roma. read my mind, John, because I was going to bring that up. If only for one reason and one reason only, John. Why is that, Noel? They had brought you? back Menotti as like the director of selecciones. You know, he oversees the national teams. And I, I don't know how involved he is. Like if he's there to give pep talks, I'm assuming that's because that's been one of his forts or fortes, however you say that. And, uh, it's pretty sad to see that. You know, they they're using that picture of Messi. You know, Palm the the Messi, you know, face Palm Messi right. is 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 a pig being used. Uh so it's pretty sad to see what's going on with the team. Uh I need to we need to figure out what's you know what has them played. You you have one of the one of the all-time greats on your squad, and and you just can't win games. It's it's kind of baffling, almost.
0: You know it is, uh, and, and frankly, I, I just, I, I mean, who 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 can you blame this? Country? I mean, they have they have such a, they have such great players. They have so many players. I mean, what other country has as many players? Yeah, the going to
1: choose a national team. Yeah, just putting two of those in the Mech squad and and just forget it. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mex would, wouldn't wouldn't be talking about a fifth game; they would be talking about semifinals at least. Right.
0: I mean, it's it is it is it is just an impressive array of talent they both have, and the fact that they can't get it together. I mean, how 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 does that happen? I mean, how 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 does that happen? A team like our in, in Brazil, even when they, you know, when they block our own, it, it, makes no sense. It makes no sense to me, you know. You know, aside from Messi, because the, the, there's a dynamic going on in that team that I, you know, it started actually, when in the, in the Copa America of, of uh, twenty when they played in Argentina. Was that twenty eleven? Yeah, it yeah,
1: was. Yeah, they hosted
0: it. That's right. And the entire Argentina game plan was get, give it to Messi. That, that that was their offensive game plan. Let him do it. They would sit around and watch. And they haven't been able to shake that. And that's been going on now for
1: eight years. Yeah. Also, what's been affecting this uh, affecting them is just the internal problems. Uh, and, and, you know, all that that struggle for power. Right. So, That's right, because yeah. Gerolona's out,
0: so there's, like, a major... I mean, there's got to be just a major power play happening right now in Argentina.
1: Yeah, it's a big push and pull, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I was asking a friend. I have a friend over there, and I was telling him, because to me, um Gallardo seemed like a perfect fit. Uh You know, Simeone was... One of the main ones as well, but he doesn't want it. He's like, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> and, and yeah, so so Gallardo's been the big, you know, he's a hot stuff right now, right? As, you know, he's been winning a lot with River, and, and even though that team's not, it's not like the River of yesteryear when they they had access to all the better players and and the most money. They were the millonarios, and that's right. that's not them, dude. They're like. They're like, they went from Millonarios to, to EBT, man. And, um, to have that dude put him back on the map and winning, you know, Copa Libertadores. He's won two already and league and all that. Um, it's, it's very impressive. Um, so he was one of the coaches that was that, and, and so I was telling a friend of mine, big River Plate fan, you know, he's, he's in Argentina. And he was like, he is like, nah, man, he won't even be considered because, and it was just political stuff, not nothing to do with his abilities. And it's like, damn, that's that's you know. So what? What, what,
0: what political liabilities are working against uh, Marcelo Gallardo to be the Argentine?
1: So. I think some of the people in charge are from the Boca camp.
0: Really. So they can't yeah. even put they can't even put that fast in.
1: yeah, yeah that's you know, and over there that's that's a bigger deal so the uh, politics
0: the politics of the situation are the ones in charge are Boca fans, so they can't have it. pretty much uh, okay, you know you know what the team deserves what's happening to them. <laughs> if, 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 if that's how petty they are when it comes to decisions like this, then they deserve it
1: yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb, but, um, who knows? We'll see what's going on. I mean, they did again, they put Menotti, but dude's 80. So I don't know how involved he is because he's one of the big guys doesn't get as much credit now because it's been so long, but he influenced guys like, like even Bielsa. If you read Bielsa, uh, he's quoted Menotti, um, even influenced guys like Pep. Who Pep he went, he went into when you know when he was learning to coach he went to that's one of the guys he met up with, uh, right. so he's he's very influential figure, and and our own Tata Martino, I'm pretty sure he's been influenced by by Menotti as well. So, but I mean at eighty, I don't know what his health is. Who knows? Who knows what? Do, do you think he still smokes like eight packs a day like he used to? Yeah, probably, man. <laughs> oh, Flaco, man. That guy's...
0: He uh, he, he last coached in Mexico. It wasn't too long ago. It was like uh, when uh, Estudiantes was still in the league, he, he coached for them for like a... Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, like no, like his half a his results weren't there, though. Like, in a lot of it, because he was just older, you know? Uh, as, right. like, Menotti... Yeah, I mean this guy was—he goes way back to like, to like the 70s, So. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: he was the head coach of Argentina, when they won the nineteen seventy eight World Cup. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, going back to uh,
1: seventy
0: eight. Yeah, he <laughs> uh, he's got that going. <laughs> yeah, he, can, going, he can put that all the way on. back. You can put that, one, put that one on your wrist. So not uh, not not too bad for him. Yeah, so that happened. Joel, uh, I believe Peru uh, tied Venezuela zero zero on the last night. Uh, Brazil put the put the screws to Bolivia and won their match three zero.
1: Yeah, Bolivia's. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, we're talking. Copa Copa America, America. Yeah, we're we're talking I, Copa America, and it sucks that Mexico won't be. There was some hope that at least the twenty twenty and and it's going to be what like Qatar and Australia.
0: Yeah. It's just uh, it, it's very unfortunate. It is, uh, but you know what, Joel? You, you saw Exhibit A as to why Bunker Gaff doesn't want Mexico to go anywhere. By what you no. saw
1: tonight, but but you know what, um, I would tell our listeners there is still a glimmer of hope of a Copa America because because um. They might they might do one of those like the centenario. Right. You know, like a special edition. So there might be one of those that they might announce. Because I, I do think if you're you know, if you're Max, even the US, why wouldn't you want one of these tournaments? And they already hosted one and it was successful. And and why not? Why not have another one? Uh, and I'll I you, think...
0: I'll tell you what was, uh, what was so as chatting to me about uh, the whole uh, Copa America Centenario is that... Look, I know that Copa America has been around for a long time. It's the oldest international tournament uh, in the world, and I get that. But up until Mexico started playing in 1993, no one gave a rat's bottom about the, not even the South American teams. How many times would Brazil send, like, a B squad or an alternate squad or or we you know this. No, no one ever took it seriously, ever, until until Mexico started playing in it, which meant that they started, which they almost doubled their audience, right? And all of a sudden, Copa América became that much more important. And then, when they finally get a chance to play it outside the South America, they play in the states, instead of playing in Mexico. I know After everything Mexico
1: did for that tournament. You know, that was a little bit upsetting because I know they had pushed really hard to host one. And I knew if Mexico hosted a Copa America, uh, especially if they, you know, with Azteca as, as the home field advantage, right. I thought that they had a good chance of, of lifting that cup. And, uh, yeah, to see it being played in the U.S. And, and you know what? I, I get it why it was in the U.S. It was just more money. Guaranteed. I,
0: mean, I, I do too, but it's like, you know, I mean, you know, there are teams that are going to do just as well in Mexico as, as they do in the U.S. as far as ticket sales, and, and uh, so I, I just don't see how it was that much of a difference. Because no one in the U.S. is going to go see IT play Peru. I was at the game. I promise you, <laughs> if there was nine thousand people there, it was a miracle. You know, so. Uh, so, but in Mexico, you know, Peru might be a little bit more, you know, might be a little bit more of, a, of an attraction because people have history with. They obviously have a history. Admitted Argentina fan yourself, just like I am an admitted Brazil fan.
1: Yeah, but I mean I'm pretty sure we'll get it in a centenario so, part. Two. So that, that that to me what's like, In in uh in twenty one
0: sixteen. Ah wait. It'll be centenario
1: is that when Mexico finally gets it? It'll be no who knows? I mean if if they could do something where like co host or maybe even triple host, you know? Uh and and um with with Canada, US, mex and if Mexico get the final, I would be happy with that.
0: Well, here's the thing:
1: Why do they? I mean,
0: I, I think what's going to happen, Hoyle, is that in 2020, the Copa America is going to be played all over the place. I think everyone, I think everyone's going to get a game. I think it's going to be the tournament that I think that, 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 but then I think I think it's going to be ultimately then then played like the knockouts are played in Argentina. I, I think that, that 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 could very well happen.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind. I, 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 talking about I, I want to see play, play South American teams in official games. It always makes for good for some good matchups.
0: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it does is that it takes a lot of the uh, edge off South. South American arguments, you know, unless you're Brazilian or Argentine, you really can't argue about somebody over Mexico if you're from one of the other countries because Mexicans are
1: Argentina, but outside of that, they do extremely well. Yeah, but I mean, I remember those old arguments, but I think going back since, like, 94, even 86, because, you know, Mex didn't play 90 but like just getting all of Mexico's results from 86 up until the world cups they played in a row yeah the, the they fared better than than um than the majority of South American teams right i think the only exception is every now and then you will have like a Uruguay that is going to go far but those those teams haven't been as consistent I mean, only Brazil and Mexico have qualified out of the group stage. That's right. They're the only two teams right now. They're the only two teams left that since, since what, since 94 have yep. made it out of the group stage. You know, every other, like, even world champions like Spain and Italy and uh, recently Germany have crashed in the group stage.
0: You know, thinking about that, I mean that you know we're talking about groups where only the top two advance. You don't get that soft third place thing like they had when they had the 2014 tournament in uh, in 1986, 1994. Yeah, where you have uh, third place advance. Yeah, so advancing. You know, I think that that's what people in in your right. It's not easy to advance out of a World Cup, as evidenced by the fact that only Brazil and Mexico have done it uh, in that time period. But, but the other the difference is that the world class, you know, because they're just they're good for every game. You know, they might have one game where it'll be relatively tough, but the other two are gonna, you know, those are as, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, they're guaranteed six points. So they're gonna advance and uh, get just getting out of the group stage because then you know, they'll have to play a tough game uh, and then you know they'll have to win two t- one they to be one out of two really tough teams and that's that that's asking a lot for a team like mexico and for them to have been able to pull it off for the past what six or seven rate or, or however long it's been world cups is uh is very impressive but it comes at a cost and i think that that's uh the biggest difference for me seeing mexico and then the other countries because they're just you know they don't get to take players off in the third game so they're they're a little more spent, and, and I and we definitely saw it in Brazil against Holland, and uh, I think we saw it again uh, against uh, Brazil. Uh, I'm sorry, Holland in Brazil, and then uh, against Brazil uh, in Russia, where Mexico just their their legs. They they just didn't have legs anymore. That's unfortunate. Yes, sir. It happens. Well, Joel, are you are are you back on the freeway? Are you on the Are you on the 210 heading back to
1: Orange County? No, actually, I'm headed to work. I go in at midnight. I go in in oh, one goodness. hour. Goodness. I know. this Cantineros. Yeah, you got to um, go to downtown LA. Yes, sir. That's where I'm at right now. I'm uh, I'm getting close to the MacArthur Park area, um, birthplace of the. So MS-13 Is that the
0: 146 that you, that you take down Is that the 146
1: you take down to- No the two. the 2 Coming from Pasadena So he, I was on the Glendale freeway the, the 2 is the 2 Glendale Yeah And I exit I exit by Alvarado says, So this is basically Little Central America Right here uh, a lot of Chapines, Chapinland. They're not at the Gold Cup, are they?
0: The Guatemala? I don't think they
1: are. No, I don't they think didn't they even are. qualify. I mean, I can't remember the last time they were even in the tournament.
0: Well, they played
1: Mexico in 2011, and when and were
0: up one zero from in the quarterfinals for most of the game.
1: Ah, sure, yeah, I, I forgot in a week. Oh man, yeah.
0: That was uh, that was El Pescadito's last uh, last hurrah.
1: Yeah, that was their big, that's their big player, man. That was their Chicharito, the the little fish. That's right. Uh, who uh, who was making a name for himself? There was this guy that used to he was a big fish fan, uh, and he used to he used to blog and he. He used to like to compare him to Matador because Hernandez was in the MLS at the same time. And he was saying just how much more lethal Chicharito was. And he was using he was using the MLS stats. That, never mind all the international goals. <laughs> Hernandez was scoring, you know, at the right. World Cup at Copa America and Confederations. He was using all the MLS stats. To show that, uh, you know, this so guy was
0: That's like comparing like a 25-year-old. Because, I mean, by the time I thought was done, I mean, he looked like a 60-year-old man playing out there.
1: And, yeah, but the funny thing is now, I mean, because, you know, that was his whole thing. This, this, He's better than any Mexican striker. And that was his thing. I don't know if he was trolling, but he, he liked, that's what he liked oh, to do. That's um, troll. But... His arguments now fall apart, man, seeing what Vela's doing. <laughs> right. He's what like fourteen goals.
0: He scored fourteen or fifteen goals in, in fourteen or fifteen games.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I mean he scored last season, so he he's yeah, he's setting up some records. So I'm pretty he's sure.
0: Already he's huh? already broken the Cubo the, the Cuba Torres yeah. record for most goals by Mexico.
1: Yeah, and Cubo Torres was
0: waiting like three years. You know, yeah. Who uh, who thought that anyone could ever could ever reach could ever reach that goal of scoring fourteen goals in the, of of of, of Cubo Torres in the, in MLS for for, for, for Carlos Vela. No, it is, yeah, Guatemala's out. Um, you know, and sadly, it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't see him again, Juan, if Carlos Ruiz was still on team. <laughs> Here's 47-year-old Carlos Ruiz playing striker for, I mean, we shouldn't laugh. We we trotted out a 39-year-old holding midfielder in the World Cups uh, as our starter against Brazil.
1: Well, well I mean, you know, um, Conejosaurus Rex, he's 46 and uh, he's still trying to look for a team. He's still trying to look for a League IMX team. He has not retired. And I know, I know he talked about hanging his boots about three years ago, but he's like the Energizer bunny, man. He just keeps going. And I know he was, and it's kind of sad now. It's kind of sad because I think teams don't want him. And he's, (laughs) he's like, I'll play for free, man. Um, I don't want to say anything else. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's kind of messed up. Uh, to see that cuz he's 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 like Sorry. pretty iconic player and to see him like that you know almost begging for PT is is just
0: uh, it's uh, it's always tough to see
1: players like that yeah and you know this this again right. goes again and I'm going to bring him back to MLS and not even at uh, wow you know because cuz they're willing to pay the big bucks man and and a lot of players, they need they need that retirement fund, cause, cause a lot of them they don't manage their money right, and they end up at these later stages, and then um, you know, playing like in second division or third, and it's kind of messed up, you know that to, to they're not doing it because they love playing; they're doing it because they need they need the to, money. To quote the great
0: Uh, to quote the great Patrick Ewing, uh, the former New York Knicks center, we make a lot of money, but you have to understand, we spend a lot of money, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they make come lot, but they spend a lot. And if, and if they don't, sure. you know, if they don't have a good, you know, like you have to pay property tax and, and all type of things, and, and if they don't, you know, if they didn't have any businesses going, and also if they could have side businesses, and if those businesses don't do well, they lose that money. Right. I remember Jorge Campos was trying to open Sports Tortas here in the U.S., and I thought, oh, damn, I, I could see that picking up, and I never heard of them again, dude. Sports
0: tortas. Sport Sports
1: Tortas. Yeah, and every sandwich was named after, like like, a player, like, you know. Like the Hugo Sanchez and the Campos and whatnot. That's awesome. It was. I thought. I, I thought this was going kind to. Of, and we for know. some reason, it just it didn't take off.
0: We need to resurrect it
1: <laughs> by the franchise. Sport By the Sport Torta right. franchise.
0: That's right. Because you could have the. Think how much fun it would be to write the descriptions for all the uh, sandwiches and stuff. It would be uh, it would be great. It, it, just just for that alone, come up with some, uh, some good things. Well, Joel, I think it's uh, the time for us to wrap it up. I know you're getting close to your work. I'm getting close to my destination, uh, but I think uh, we'll we'll probably get to do this again on on Wednesday after the uh, Mexico match against Canada. We'll the the first true test of the Tata martino era yeah the stingy after, it
1: after or during you know which, whichever
0: that's right we could we could do uh we could do a, a second half uh, or even a first half' let' we'll to, we'll to figure that out but we'll definitely be doing something for the gold cup uh, when Mexico plays Canada on Wednesday so uh, we hope that you guys tune in to that Juana service, thank you very much for joining us here on the cantina MX podcast. Yeah
1: your mind, Yon.
0: And I uh, uh, hope you had a good time passing out full report. Wait, wait, I
1: think. Oh, I
0: think. Yeah, breaking news? Sorry,
1: sorry to cut you off, man. Uh, we might have a. It's not a bomba, but it's. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, um, I think he retired. Cornejo Feres, I think he just. He, you did he, know,
0: did he finally hang up the gloves?
1: Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, I, I saw it. Um. Oh man.
0: Oh, I, I, think I, you're right. I I think I remember seeing that earlier tonight. So if they may have finally. Here it
1: is. Uh, tw- after twenty-five years, uh, so wow. he's, he's decided that he's gonna retire and but he was still looking for a club. So he, he retired because he couldn't find anything in first division. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, Twenty years.
0: Twenty years, three World Cups.
1: Yeah. And but you know like two days ago, here's a tweet from from you know from Perez himself. This was two days ago, and he said, uh, "I still haven't said it." No, says, "I haven't said anything. I'm still exploring my options."
0: His options dried up. <laughs> His
1: options. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of messed up. But I mean,
0: that is unfortunate. But uh, you know, he had a great career. I mean, you should not. I mean. Uh... You know, he yeah. got to play those mid forties, which is which is amazing. So, uh, uh, you know, best of luck to him and uh, and, and his uh, future uh, 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 Univision Deportes, which is we're all well,
1: Who knows, man? Maybe he could be a goalkeeping coach, or you know, but but it doesn't pay the same.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Well, Joel, some of those cars.
0: Well, thanks very much for joining us, Joel, and like we said, we'll do this again on Wednesday. And uh, have our special edition of like, the MX podcast on uh, Wednesday, and again on uh, the following uh, Sunday. So we will talk to you. And thanks very much for joining us, Juan. Uh, always a pleasure, Yon. All right, and thank y'all for listening. We
1: will see you guys again live on Wednesday.